I saw this grape vine, but it's very, very succulent, really big grapes. And I saw it as the Lord, his hand was there, and there's this whole thing over this thing. I saw all these grapes all hanging everywhere. And as we leaned in and we started to worship, they started to explode and just kind of like all drenched us, you know. And it was just a picture of what God is doing, of fruitfulness and all that stuff. But really it's a picture of just the abundance grace, the abundance of provision, the abundance of supply that is just available for the body of Christ, for His sons and daughters. It's a supernatural provision, supply. And so, Father, we thank you for your drenching us in the Spirit by supply. We love you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. And we welcome, Lord. We welcome these beautiful grapes. We welcome your presence, Lord. We welcome your provision, Lord. We welcome your protection, Lord. We welcome your supply, Lord. We heard about supply to it. Father, I thank you that we're coming into a time of supernatural supply that we don't even know ourselves. Say, so what's going on here? Like Sam was talking about. How is this even possible? It's because you are supplying all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And this glory hand came and just provided everything that we need so let him drench you and reach out to his provision in your life because he wants to give good good gifts to his children amen he is so good you may be seated let's thank the worship team for leading us so beautifully come on I don't know about you, but the, the glory is increasing in the earth right now. Well, as we are seeking Him, and as we go into His holy place, this stuff starts happening. It starts dripping honey. This was fruit. This was, I saw grapes this time, but it's honey. It's everything. It's just the grace of God, the beauty. Some of you have been involved, and some of you have no idea, because I asked some people this morning, have you heard of the Asbury University um, outpouring? and no, I don't know what you're talking about. Which actually, I'm actually really proud of because those people said, I'm not doing, I'm not doing TV, I'm not doing uh, social media. I actually love it. So well done. But um, it's sometimes good to turn out a little bit to see what's happening. And, uh, so the, and now I guess about in Kentucky, you know, the outpouring of spirit, the, the prayer meeting started a week ago and it hasn't stopped. You know, it's just kind of prayer, supplication and just worship. People from all over the nations are going now. And now I hear it's been going to about think, six other universities. It's going all over the world. It's here too. Next week, we're starting our revival nights again. Now, we didn't call that way for, for a purpose for now. But actually, the same as last year, revival nights. And we're going to linger into the Holy Spirit, and we're going to see revival. There was a word given to us uh, at, the, uh, at the prophetic thing, and I haven't told you guys yet. I told some people about um, that it says uh, one of the prophets from the... Um, from the Australian prophetic from um, in Australia, in, in Brisbane, he came to us after we left. He says, I've been praying for you and been fasting for you. And I see how many church in Christchurch. And I see, I see that God in the spirit, he is setting up a spiritual headquarters, apostolic headquarters of where revival will come from, will stream, will flow, he said, will flow. Well, I'll be praying into that word <laughs> every day, every day. Well done, keep playing, it's good. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, don't, don't stop. Don't stop. It helps the anointing. It helps. It helps. Come on, give it up for hands. He's awesome. <laughs> Honestly, with 
So that she's setting up an apostolic in the spirit headquarters of where revival will flow from. Now we can say, oh, well, that's all big talk. Well, great, it is big talk. But we can also say, hey, I'm going to lean in to what God wants to do. I know what he's doing in me. Well, if he's doing what he's doing in me right now, if it can happen in all of us and can happen in the people around us and in Christchurch, it will be blimmin' awesome. So it's not that far away, guys. It is right here. We've been involved at Numa Church, well, in Melbourne. They've been seeing a revival since last August. 400 documented healings, including cancer, I think 10. It's happening, guys. We're in touch with them. We're actually going to go. I take a team there, and they're going to come here too. And it's just, just, it's just happening all over. People are connected by a, such a yearning for the Holy Spirit in this season. God is pouring out His Spirit. I tell you, I want to talk about more about it next week. But the other, anyway, next week, not now. Otherwise, I'll, I have to get ready for this one. Otherwise, I can't get through this thing. So, um, so good. So good. So we're in the middle of this series called Face to Face. Face to Face. And last week, I talked about we've got to change our vision. And it's really wonderful how God is changing our vision. I said, the thing is what I said last week. I said, you know, what we see determines what we see. So what we look at, what we see, determines what we see. The, the vision that we have, it will determine the vision that we'll have. And if, if what you look at is what you become and what you will express in your life, then we better look at the right thing, right? And so, and so Jesus says, I want you to look at him. Jesus says, I want you to look at me. Look at Jesus himself. So many of our eyes, including mine, have been so fixed on this world, so fixed on the things of this world, the troubles of this world, the anxieties of this world, and anything like this. And we've been, we've been distracted in such a powerful way, so many of us, even as Christians in the church. And so he is changing our vision. I tell you, so many of us, when we, when we smell our clothes, you can smell your clothes for me. Smell your clothes. Don't smell the neighbor's clothes. Your clothes. It's, it sometimes smells a bit worldly, a little bit fleshly, maybe a little bit carnally. Do you smell it? <laughs> but the thing is, though, I know because I passed you. We, we know what's going on. I know what's going on in my life. I know what's going on in your life. So I know that these things are going on and God is bringing change because He is changing our vision. He's changing us and He is drawing us into face to face. He is drawing us into the intimate place, into communion with Him in such a beautiful, powerful way. He is calling us into the secret place. One of the greatest things I heard yesterday, one of the guys we with the home, home, um, you guys, I won't say your name, but here for the people. And uh, I said, well, it's just a home, home housewarming and, and the cleansing of a new house, you know. And, uh, and he said, Gideon, I was in my secret place the other day. I thought, I love you. You've got it. I was in my secret place. I want to hear that more. I want, I want us to all say, hey, Gideon, I was in my secret place the other day. And I said, yes, yes. And what comes out of the secret place? Pure beauty. I tell you, it's not the world out of the secret place. You know what happens? He destroys the world in the secret place. He destroys your flesh in the secret place. He restores all those big things that you thought were so amazing in the secret place, and they're not amazing at all. And he's taking them out one by one, and he's doing it right here when you go face to face 
with Jesus himself. Now, Jesus couldn't do anything. We saw it last week. He couldn't do anything in his life, any ministry, without him looking to the Father. His vision was his Father all the time. And he went to, to quiet places, wilderness, secret place, all the time because he couldn't do the ministry that he did if he didn't go into the secret place. Why do we think we can do anything of, of value, anything in the Spirit, for not, by not, but not go into the secret place ourselves? His vision was his dad. Our vision is also the Heavenly Father and Jesus, but it's through the power of the Holy Spirit who's here with us right now and who glorifies the Father and who glorifies Jesus and brings us into uh, intimacy with Him. Amen? So good. I want to, talk, uh, I want to go through um, a few verses in, the, uh, in Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Anybody love the book of wisdom? My wife loves the book of wisdom. It's her gig. And uh, good on you, mate. It's so good, Kelly. So good. <clears throat> so she's my mate, you know. She's my mate, you know. I love this. And the scripture is so powerful. It's really a guidance into, the, into, into intimacy and see what God does here. Look at this. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely <clears throat> on your own opinions with all your heart. Everybody say all your heart all your heart rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision that you will make isn't that good in every decision that you will make hey here we go become intimate with him let's say it together become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go i mean that's a powerful scripture isn't it I want to talk about the key to life today. The key to life is intimacy with God. The key to life is intimacy with Jesus. It's looking at Him, trusting Him, leaning into Him and His face every day of our lives. It's the key to life. In every situation of our life, it says here. I love this in the Amplified. It says, in all your ways, verse 6, know and acknowledge and recognize Him. And He will make your paths straight and smooth and removing obstacles that block your way. I have good news for you and me that intimacy removes the blockages. They're like dino, dino, not dynamite, it's dino, draino. Sorry, dino, so dino. That has to do with the guy, I know. It's draino, sorry, I'm so sorry. It has to do with somebody else I know, dino, who kept a prophetic word for him. His name is Dano, and it's Andre, and Deno, and, and, and Kath has a word for him. You're gonna be like draino, and, and gonna release people, and they're, 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 all their tubes and all their, their lives will be smooth and cleaned out of all the rubbish. I think it's a great picture. Anyway, so that's what we're talking about draino. Draino, you know draino, right? Into the thing draino in our lives. See, when we're face to face with Jesus, all the other stuff has to go. Now, I've been face to face, now, face to face with Jesus now intentionally for about uh, a month now, right? Like more than normal, right? And um, I'm talking about hours, right? And um, it's, it's really scary. It's so scary. But it's so awesome. It's so scary because you think, what's going to be next, you know? <laughs> All these things that he kind of just pulls out, you know? So, okay, we'll flick that one away, you know? But he does it in such a loving way. You know, if you want to get rid of sin, you know what the best thing to do is? Not to fight it. You're not going to win. Not to fight the thing. Is to look at Jesus. And you look at Jesus. You say, sin where? Where was the sin again? I don't even know where it is anymore. It's left. It, it's just gone. When we look at Jesus, there's no room for anything else. 
this has changed my life, brother. This, um, yeah, we'll move obstacles to bring alignment in our life. Divine order. And you know what happens then? Then joy comes and peace comes. I'll say something. I was not going to say, but I'll say something. This morning, I looked at Jesus' face in my secret place. And I said to I said, and then he looked at me like a really cheeky, cheeky smile. And I thought, that is cheeky, Lord. That is, he was like hiding a seat, like me and my dog. My, me and my dog go absolutely crazy. She loves me, and we go just do crazy stuff all the time, right? And, and Jesus is like that, you know? He's both. He's both absolutely awesome, glory, power, and I love that part of him. And I lean into that part. But he's also really, really fun and really cheeky and really funny. I'm saying to you, because you you get more fun in your life, you know, when you look at Jesus. I tell you, verse 6, don't think for a moment that you know it all. Somebody should tell a Facebook user that whole thing. You think you know it all, do you? For wisdom, here we go, wisdom, God himself, wisdom comes, look at this, when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Here is the key. Looking at him with undivided devotion. We talk about gazing. Last week we talked about gazing. Remember gazing, like in love, you know, this gaze. You can't stop gazing at this girl or boy, whatever, you know, your dog even, you know. You're so in love with whoever, you know. And it's just beautiful. The gazing of the Holy Spirit, gazing. And so let's adore Him more and more, I suggest, in our lives. The more we adore Him, the more we see freedom come into our lives. And avoid, it says, everything that's wrong. Well, I guess I don't want to talk about that, do I? But to be honest with you, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because we, Kath and I, don't do TV anymore, right? So we're not used to it. So we went to the movies the other day. Go do that because of Valentine's Day. I thought, okay, I'll take her out for a meal and we'll go to the movies, you know? I thought, nice movie, you know? It's like, it's like a James Bond type thing, you know? I went there. So it's cool, you know? But honestly with you, we were terrified. This guy was shooting, you know, poo, 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 all this death, you know? And I couldn't hack it anymore. I almost walked out. I'm not made for that. We are so conditioned to the world. All the shooting, all the stuff, even the games. I'm so sorry. It's all the games. And I couldn't hack it anymore because I've been in a secret place. I've been in heaven. There's no shooting in heaven. There's only shooting stars and shooting love and shooting fireballs at each other. And that's really cool, you know, like love and power and peace and joy and hilarious, but not killing one another. So we, Catherine and I really struggled with it. Didn't we, Catherine? It was actually really hard to go into the thing. Shun evil. See, sin destroys our lives. But purity brings freedom and joy. Verse 8. Then, so when you do this, when you're in a secret place, when you shun evil and you have undivided devotion to him, then, everybody say then. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. I tell you, some of us, maybe most of us, we long, we long for things in our lives. We long for healing and refreshment in our lives. The problem is, including me, that we've been looking in the wrong places. And we were looking at pseudo refreshments. We're looking at things that are not right. We're talking about false comforts. We're talking about lies of the enemies. I've got good news. Only Jesus can satisfy you. 
Only the Holy Spirit can satisfy you. So whatever you think is so awesome in your life, uh, but you, you will not find satisfy, satisfaction, real satisfaction outside of Jesus in your lives. Amen? So we've got to put Jesus first. Right? It's the key to life. Verse 9. Now because now it talks about finance even. Look at this, wisdom. Wisdom is talking. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring Him with your first fruits. And with every increase, every income and whatever you get financially, inheritances, that comes to you. This is actually my favorite, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible in regards to giving. And the reason why it is, because this is in the context of what? It's in the context of undivided devotion and adoration. We worship Jesus. We worship God and all that's really what we want to do, don't we? We worship God when we give Him what is due to His name. When we are generous in this way, we worship Him. Wisdom is speaking here. Wisdom is speaking here. It is wise to give first fruits. It's wise to tithe. Tithing is coming back for some of you who struggle with this whole thing. And I tell you, there's so much miraculous behind that word. And some of you have never found it because you're so incredibly stingy. Yeah, it's funny, but it's actually not funny because actually everybody suffers. The church suffers. God says bring the tithe to the storehouse, it means to the church, that there may be food in the church so we can overflow in this place. Thanks, bro. So wise with this whole thing. Why, he says? Because when we put Jesus first, look what happens, the last verse. Then every dimension in your life will overflow with the blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Well, this is powerful scripture, guys. Come on. This is scripture we're talking about now. This is the secret place, putting Jesus first. Then every dimension, God talks about this. Remember in, in Matthew 6, he says, seek first the kingdom of God. Put Jesus first in your life. And his righteousness, which means not only righteousness in the sense of moral righteousness, that is a gift of grace, but also the righteousness of right doing and right being in our lives. Then everything in your life will come through. Everything will be added onto your life. Every dimension of your life is going to be blessed and here even I can't get into it because of time and it was really nice I looked at it Saskia it's really cute uh, with this whole thing it, it talks about the puku it talks about the navel it talks about the baby how the, how the you have a baby right there behind the tummy you know about it and, and the navel it actually talks about actually I'll say, I'll say what it is it's really interesting because verse 8 you'll find healing refreshment for your body and spirit that verse 8 two, two verses back you know what it literally means Saskia it's really nice listen. it says healing listen listen, listen. healing to your navel, sorry, navel to navel and moistening to your bones. We're in a secret place in the Holy Spirit. There is a healing to your navel. And as I'll read it down, I'll read it to you quickly. The blood supply for a baby comes through the navel and new cells are being made in the marrows of our bones as the navel and the bones picture the life flow of our bodies so the navel and the bones are a picture of our inner being and this is then referenced to John 7 when Jesus talks to the to the girl to the woman at the well and he says on on the last day the greatest day of the festival Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice let anyone 
who is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within, me, within them. And then it says in the King James Version, they said rivers of living water will flow from their belly. And that's what we talk about the puku all the time, right here, because this is your heaven's connection, not only with a baby in the natural, but also it's your heaven's connection to Jesus Christ. That's why sometimes when the Spirit starts moving in your life, you feel a crunch. Ooh, ooh, that is the Spirit. It's right here. Not here. It's your brain. He's right here. Anyway, whatever. That was kind of free. That was kind of free for the whole thing. Tommy, so the key of life is intimacy with Christ, right? Jesus always first. Now, I had, I, um, I had a word from the Lord the other day. I was in the secret place, I think on Wednesday. I woke up and he said to me there, he says, Gideon, I don't want your leftovers. I'll say it again. Gideon, I don't want your leftovers. And I just started weeping, man. That was really bad. Leftovers. So Gideon, I don't want your seconds. I don't even want your thirds. I want to be first in your life. In everything you do. In every area of your life. I want to be first in your life. I don't want to pivot around you. I want you to pivot around me. I don't want you to fit, me to fit into your schedule. My schedule is you. You fit around my schedule. Good word, right? Pretty, pretty challenging, you know. I thought, Sheamus, you know, I thought, this is so powerful in our ways. Lord, and we sing the song, Lord, become the center of our lives. So Jesus is actually changing our focus. He's changing my focus personally in my own personal life, but he's changed the focus of the church. I think he's changed the focus of the church. And we see this all over the globe. As people start to lean in and start to do this kind of stuff, the Holy Spirit starts working and says, finally, 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 shift in vision key to life and you know and in the secret place in that place of Holy Spirit communion our desires and priorities are changed they just change because you spend time with him they have to change because you can't stay the same and in the secret place you say to the Lord not my will but yours be done in the same way that Jesus said this in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's really hard what I'm going to do now. I'm going to give my life to humanity. And I know what's going to happen. It's not just a little death, you know. I'm talking about I'm, not, I'm going to overcome hell itself. And all the hell that has been seen through all eternity, he took upon us. Almost on the day. But he says, not my will, but you'll be done. I'll go to the cross. Because I want my church back and I want my people back. There's a shift happening right now. I got this from a, from a friend of mine, and then I'm finished after this. Well, we have communion still and things. I got this from a friend of mine. It was so good that I wanted to read this to you. It's going to be on the screen. A little bit, not long, but it's a little bit long. It's actually, I think it's actually a, I believe it's a prophetic prayer, a declaration of a time that is coming and actually a time that is right now. This could be really good for your meditation uh, over the next week or weeks in your life. You watch this as we read this. I'll read this for you because you can read it over there. It's called Time is Coming. A time is coming when our unsatisfying love affair with this world's idols and infatuations will end and the love of God and God alone 
will fill our hearts, will inspire our minds, will motivate our living and inspire our worship. The time is coming when Christians will turn off their TVs, their video games and other mere entertainments and turn on their reading lamps and start prayerfully studying their Bibles and pouring over scripturally rich devotionals and teachings morning and evening. The time is coming when Christians will be praying on Saturday night instead of partying. And when our Sunday gatherings and services go into overtime, none will complain and will, clear and, and will early departure be seen. Be seen. Amen. The time is coming when prayer will mean far more to us than food. And we would rather soak in God's presence than feast in our restaurants. The time is coming when we are ardent, not apathetic about fulfilling the commissions. When we would rather participate in or support spirit-led foreign missions than shower ourselves with extravagant, unneeded possessions. It's pretty challenging, isn't it, really? I'm talking about this shift happening, right? I'm talking about this is a new life. It's a shift. The time is coming when we expect rejection, not approval, from our unredeemed societies and live with the same peace and joy in great adversities that we formerly had in great prosperity. The time is coming when Bible studies, prayer meetings, and worship services are more exciting to us than shopping, sports, and sex. And I didn't read this. I didn't write this. I think it's cool. I didn't write this. I mean, sex is great, but then marriage, right? But the thing is, though, it's better than sex. The time is coming when, when we no longer place our hopes in the promises of our politicians, but in the prophecies of God's prophets. The time is coming when our faith in God's word is so strong that contradictions can't make us doubt it. And corroboration, I don't even know what it means. Corroborations won't increase our assurance that it's true. It's good though, but whatever it means. The time is coming when we won't care about our net worth or beautiful homes, but only that we bear Christ's fruit and have a mansion reserved for us in his kingdom in heaven. There's a time coming when we will crave and seek Christ's approval only and not give a passing thought to whether this world celebrates, castigates, or crucifies us. There's a time coming when instead of obsessively trying to reshape our bodies and faces into the image of passing worldly beauty, we will desire only to let the Holy Spirit conform us into the permanent beauty of Christ's character. Romans 8. The time, are you good? This is good? Are you happy? The time is coming when we no longer see our lives as our own and do as we please, but daily acknowledge Christ owns us and sent his sovereign spirit to guide us and train us, and we do as he pleases. The time is coming, I'm almost done. The time is coming when we no longer live by the culture's frivolous temporary standards, but by the enduring New Testament standards of his righteousness. The time is coming when we trust, sorry, when, when we trust in unerring wisdom of the Holy Spirit's guidance more than the smartest advice from the world's most popular and successful pundits and PhDs. The time is coming when we realize that we must walk in the light of obedience to God's word and his commandments as we live in the uncomprising union with him and change from glory to glory. The time is coming when we stay calm and faithful and close to our walk with Jesus 
through fiery confrontational tests, floods and unjustified reproach and the winds of unrelenting resistance as we are supernaturally, come on, renewed daily by God's word and his presence in the secret place of intimate fellowship with Christ. And a time is coming when Jesus appearing will no longer be controversial, confusing or ignored, but will be again the blessed, purifying, anchoring hope the Father has designed it to be. And all born again believers will know he is coming soon and we must spiritually be ready and seriously prepare for his coming living wise, watchful, worthy, prepared, faithful lives, ever aiming to know Christ intimately. Here's the key to life, guys. Always more intimately. The last one, the time is coming when reformation, awakening, revival, renewal, restoration, and the next move of God will not be terms of the past but will be referred to as God's amazing presence and power working right now, resulting in changed lives, healing miracles, and the biggest harvest of souls the world has ever seen. And that moment is this moment, and the coming time is this time. Is this time. It is right now. I don't know if you see this, but there's a shift coming right now. A lot of people talk about repentance. Repentance means metanoia in Greek. It means to change your mind. Yes, it is very much repentance. Very much repentance. It's changing your mind. We're changing our focus. We're shifting gear. We're shifting focus in our lives. We're making room for the Holy Spirit. Come on, people. Let's make room for the Holy Spirit. We're going to start a prayer meeting again on a Thursday night next week. Like we did with the 21 days. Prayer and worship again. Probably in the upper room for now. It's Sunday night. I want to invite you to all come. Next Sunday night, sorry, not, not tonight. Next Sunday night. It's going to be revival nights again. I want us to linger in and to lean in. Those can be longer services. These services, we can only have so much time because of kids and schedules and stuff that we do. But the thing is, though, at the night, we can go for it. And let's, let's lean into the Holy Spirit. And let that belief, that revival, as we lean in, things will start to happen, start to flow. As we shift our gear, as we shift our focus, things will start to change. But only this will happen, people, if you look if we look together into the eyes of Jesus in the secret place. Together and also by yourself. So you come ready to go. You don't have to kind of work up all this thing at church because you've been living in the world the whole, the whole week, you know. 2 Corinthians 3.17, I finish with that. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit is of the Lord, there, there, there is freedom. So all of us who have, have had that veil removed, Christians, can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. Some translation says, as in a mirror, you reflect. So you look into a mirror, you see yourself in Jesus. In the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Christians are Christ-likes. That's what the name is, Christian, Christ-like. Jesus images. Jesus wants his image to be manifested in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit in the love of the Father, face to face, where we are changed forever. Dejil had a word last week and was not able to give it, but I said that's right because it's for this week. And this is what she said, this is what she saw. I saw someone staring, could be you, could be all of us, in a mirror and examining every detail of their face. They were seeing all the imperfections. And the Lord said they need to stop staring at themselves and start looking to Him. 
no longer, sorry, the longer they look at him, the more they will become like him. And when they look in the mirror, they will see not only their face anymore, but they will see the face, his face. They will see his face because he will shine through them. Some of us have forgotten to look at Jesus. And it's been a while. I really suggest and invite you, like me, that we find a secret place every day. Have communion, if you can, every day. And to see his face every day. I tell you, it's so much fun. After a while, you don't want to leave it anymore. Because it's so absolutely beautiful. We need a reformation. We need repentance, a change of thinking. We need a new vision. We need to shift our focus and seek His face. This is the key to life. Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, what you're doing in these days. And Lord, we lean in. We don't want to watch from the distance. We don't want to watch from the sideline and be spectators. But we want to be involved. We want to be players in your beautiful game of life, the great game of kingdom come. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into our lives, Lord. We say that we will look to you only. And Lord, we repent. We change our mind. We say, sorry, Lord, for looking at all the other dumb stuff that many of us have been looking at for so long. And it gives no life. We think it is life, but it gives no life. Lord, only you give life because you are the key to life. So we bless your holy name. We give you, we lift you praise. We give you glory, Lord. We don't want to give you the leftovers, Lord. But we want to give you the best. We want to give you our best and put you first in everything that we do. We worship you. Lord, we pivot our lives around you. In Jesus' name.